Hello and welcome to another comedian's interview for my blog A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes my experiences of watching over 800 comedians and counting from the last 46 years. My guest today is the wonderful comedian Mr. Paul McCaffrey. Yes! Hello! How are you? I'm all right, how are you? Is it Raptress? Yeah, what a welcome. I'm, I'm all right, man. All the better for seeing you. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. All good, right. Good lad. Well, thank you so much for doing this. No problem um, at all. Uh, it's going to be an interview about your comic career. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go right back to the start. And can okay. you tell me, please, what inspired you to be a comedian? Um... I mean, just years of sort of mucking around, really, and kind of always trying to get a laugh. I don't think it really came as a surprise to many people who knew me that um, comedy was something that I'd started doing. Um, I think whenever anyone asks me, uh, or you know, or what you're up to now, say so I'm a comedian, most people are like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, kind of used to muck about at, you know, school and all the jobs that I ever had and just kind of... I have to say, I wasn't really a huge, you know, unlike yourself, I was never a huge comedy fan, per se. Right. You know, um, not to the level I am now since I've started doing it. I always loved comedy, obviously, and I always sort of... There were sitcoms that I loved, and there were certain comics I'd, you know, but I'd never been to the Edinburgh Festival, for example. No. I didn't really go to sort of comedy clubs as, uh, as much as a lot of people that I know that do comedy do now, so... Um, yeah, so that was it really. It was just kind of a natural progression. I just kind of constantly tried to make people laugh and then realised you could actually do it for a living. Exactly, mate. And by God, you have. Um, it's a joy. It's always a joy for me to see your name on a comedy bill. Oh, uh, des describe your first gig, please. So how, how <laughs> did you get into comedy? Well, so um, I, w I was living down in Brighton. I, I trained as an actor. Right. Uh, I kind of had um been I, I i was living in back in winchester i ran a pub for a while um in london and for one reason or another i ended up mo li living back with my parents um and was just very bored and was just ended up, was just going to the pub all the time and was just like oh, i can't keep doing this so i remembered that at school i had really like acting was probably the only thing that i ever really applied myself um to and had sort of enjoyed really so i kind of joined up a local amateur dramatic society um and did two plays with them which was just really to keep me out of the pub to be honest with you and yeah. it kind of worked and i enjoyed it and then um i thought oh maybe i should like you know i'd kind of maybe i should sort of look back into sort of taking that up again i'd enjoyed that so i applied to a couple of drama schools and i got into one as a post-grad um, and I went and did that for a year. I kind of wish I'd done three years now looking back because I was a bit worried that I was 27 at that point and I thought, oh, it's a bit late to be taking on a three-year course. But actually right. now, at 46, I look back and go, like, oh, that would have been nothing. But uh, there we go, you live and learn. Anyway, came out of doing that, got a few little parts in plays and a little bit of music video and a couple of other little bits and pieces of acting. And then I started doing a stand-up course um all of the sort of acting i did the comedic roles were the ones that interested me and even the roles that weren't comedic ended up being comedic i just sort of think i had a kind of natural instinct for 
finding like the, the being yeah, being yeah. funny and finding you know what was funny in any situation just mucking about really so i started doing this stand-up course i think his name is robin hitchcock i can't remember right. there's a guy that runs a course up in london and then i had to leave that because i got a part in a play um so i sort of only did the first couple of sessions of that moved to brighton was working in a call center whilst kind of pursuing the acting and then someone who I was working in the call centre with had seen that they were running a stand-up comedy course at the Comedia in Brighton and said, oh, you should go and do that. So I went and did that, the Jill Edwards comedy course, which quite a few, you know, well-known people have done over the years. Yeah. And um, the first gig was the showcase that they have at the end of the course. Um, so all of the friends and families of the people that have kind of been doing the course i think it was 10 weeks initially the first course she runs it then you like a, you can go back and you can do the advanced course and and then you end up graduating she brings right. you out into the real world but um at the end of the first the beginners course the aim is to write a three minute set which you then perform at the showcase for uh you know collected family and friends in the comedia in brighton which yeah. is you know one of the best best clubs yeah. lovely club big club yeah. your first gig packed sold out times. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great you know i sort of perform there now regularly as yeah. a kind of professional comic um but certainly as a you know for your first gig turning up to a room with 200 <laughs> people in it was a bit daunting that's I terrifying honestly, oh my god i honestly on the way down there i was going to phone up and say something had happened that i couldn't you know like there'd been an emergency at home and that i couldn't make it and i've never experienced nerves like it you know it was uh it was incredible the the, the nerves um yeah. and um yeah, so did that, and it went okay. It went, well, I say it went okay. It went good. It went good. Um, so what what sort of year was this? That was 2006. Right. Right. Um, I was 31. So, um, yeah, and I, it was just kind of this whole world that, had, that opened up to me that I wouldn't, was not, you know, aware of existing. I, you know, at the time... To book act to book um, gigs, you would go through timeout, the comedy section yeah, yeah, timeout, yeah. and a lot of the listings would have a number there. You know, yeah. if you're interested um, in performing, phone this number between the hours of. It would be like oh, phone up on Tuesday morning between nine and nine thirty. If you missed it, you'd have to wait another week before you could phone up. And wow, you know, they would put you on for five minutes. Some of them would like act, new act nights where yeah. you just turn up, and it would be predominantly like the acts that were performing. Um, would make up the audience um, and then there were some that were kind of you know more prestigious like the comedy calf uh, which I don't think is still I don't I'm not sure if that had closed before the lockdown or right it certainly moved venues but yeah. they used to have a new act night on a Wednesday where you would be on with like 10 acts and then um, it would kind of be decided on the night who was the overall winner of that night and then they would get to go back the following week and perform a longer set at the end of the night for like 50 quid or something there was a few nights that ran like that yeah um so i was living in brighton at the time and uh, had a full-time job in the call center so i would quite often finish work at five jump on the train up to london uh do a gig f you know for no money in the back room of a pub somewhere and then i would uh, get the train back probably get back to brighton at sort of like one go to sleep get up and some it w wasn't uncommon at that one time for me to be doing that every night of the week you know sort of just, i'd sleep on it's the train tough, it's I, a tough tough slog but it but it it gives you the experience and yes. the more you do the better you are at doing it um yeah, yeah. i i've supported many 
a new comedian going to as a member of the audience yeah. these um a club comedy nights and watch them sit there and watch them do five minutes i i once uh um sat uh, in the audience um watching my friend do uh 20 gigs uh just to get him going and i was sick of laughing in all the right places yeah i <laughs> know no, well that's it it sort of becomes you get sick of sort of saying it in all the right places after a while but it's um yeah, like you say, there's no there's no substitute for that kind of experience early on to sort of just be doing it as oh, many yeah. times as possible. And I was, uh, yeah, I was quite lucky in as much as I think I was, uh, I got to an acceptable level yeah. quite quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't have that many really bad gigs. I mean, obviously there was the odd sort of what <laughs> you everyone dies and. That can still happen now but i mean i'd say really i was kind of certainly to, to new act standards i was yeah. fairly competent quite quickly yeah, so, yeah. Um, and i think you know, i think certainly whenever i see you that shines through you seem to be very very engaging on stage you're very good with an audience you can you seem to make anything comedy out of anything funny you know and 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 that is a great skill to have and to build up through experience thank you i don't know whether i think you know i as i say i sort of ran a pub i worked behind a lot of bars i did a lot of telly sales i've had a lot of jobs where i am talking to members of the public yeah. so i think that kind of definitely you know help me i've even when i was working behind the bar i'd always be known as the fun the, the funny guy behind the bar so that that kind of thing and it was a busy <clears throat> it was in london where there was a capacity of 250 so it was a busy saturday night bar yeah. so you're kind of you know it, I, I think i definitely had a few things going for me and obviously the acting um where i really really like for the first couple of years i absolutely loved it i couldn't get enough of it wanted to gig all the time still do to a you know to a certain degree obviously the traveling gets you down a little bit when you've been going a while and you get sort of but you know i i do really enjoy the performing and always have done and um it's in it's interesting that you started off uh, in amateur dramatics because uh, i've done a bit of that myself i i oh, right. I, I used to be a civil servant yeah. and uh, they had like an amateur dramatic group there and it was really just a drinking club but yeah. um uh, um they said the one said to me what who's your favorite um script writer and i said neil simon he writes brilliant plays and right. we and we did the odd couple and i i, I was oscar and uh, i played him oscar the oscar the the, the grouch felix and oscar it is uh, and they and they 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 have to, they're forced to live together because they're both two divorcees yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they get on each other's nerves and of course i was the slob i was perfectly cast right and uh, i did it with a cumbrian accent and it it was it was american to I, 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 all, all, all that sort of thing. but it was the best feeling to to get it right but of course it was saying somebody else's words you were acting as opposed to so, honestly stuff. it's such a it's such a different skill uh, it's yeah. such a different discipline and it's you know obviously there's the whole sort of i love i love I, and i i really want to act still uh, you know i really do hope that that's something that i will achieve in yeah. my comedy career is yeah. to sort of like do some acting but 
you know, it's a completely different skill, you know, kind of to, to the freedom that you're allowed. And also, you know, just I, I, I am with when I sort of write a routine, a stand up comedy routine, I am with that from its conception right through to, you know, its natural conclusion whenever I stop doing it or you know, if I've been lucky enough to do stand-up on television a few times, when you sort of get to do it on TV, you go like, I have, you know, moulded that and I have kind of, e every sort of part of that has come from me. And so you're not having to sort of pretend to be someone else, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. Your stand-up persona is a heightened version of yourself or whatever, or, you know, certain bits are turned up. Um, but, you know, when you're having to, to say something as if, you are actually that person i have the utmost respect when i see someone acting well i think it's uh you know i think oh, it's, one of, those, it's one of those jobs that people sort of look at and go like oh anyone could do that and you go like no yeah, they couldn't. no you know uh, when you've tried when you've tried to do it yeah and then you see someone doing it well you realize how hard it is oh, i mean it's the doubt. same yeah with stand-up you know i've been doing this a good while now and there are sort of certain times where i go like i even i think i go anyone could do this and then you see someone who, you know, perhaps isn't quite as um, competent doing it, and you go like, "It's not not everyone can do it." And it's um, yes, I'm just sort of guess I'm lucky that I can. Very very true. So so when you're doing your act, mm. uh, what do you like to talk about on stage? Uh, well, it has to be, I think it always has to be something that's based in it's true. Right. My favourite type of comedy is when I watch someone and I can say with some certainty that a version of whatever it is they're talking about has happened. Yeah. Like you go, like even if it, like it's been kind of tweaked to, to kind of fit, um, you know, the, 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 the kind of... The routine or yeah. whatever it's been embellished but you go like uh, some some this has happened or something <laughs> like this has happened and i think you know all of my bits if i look back there's a couple of things where i might have sort of seen something and that's made me think oh that's yeah but I'd, on, on the whole it's all tr truthful stuff things that kind of bewilder me things that have annoyed me i don't know really some things just happen and you and, and you just didn't oh i i just instantly go that that will work as a uh, stand-up and sometimes i'll say something to someone they go oh, you should do that as stand-up um and I, I don't know really it's yeah what things that annoy me really i think well, i was gonna say what's what's wonderful to watch is when you get annoyed you seem to get funnier <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's and just again, the way that's... you do it. It's it's hysterical to watch. Well, thanks very much. Um, yes, and again, I suppose that's come from years of sort of. Yeah, I think there is the, you know, without sounding like a wanker, there is there, <laughs> there's, there's, it is something that does come come kind of naturally to me that sort of being funny whilst being annoyed. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like sort of if someone's done something. It's like irritable. Way, yeah in a group yeah. of friends. Oh, he's, a, he's an idiot like who does that you know and it's that kind of thing and that's always been something that has entertained friends or something when like yeah some, some i'll get in trouble at work and then be reporting it back to everyone like, and then he did you know and then people are just like oh, you crack yes so, <laughs> um, brilliant mm. um you always make me consistently laugh out loud whenever i see you. i don't know what it is but 
you, I've been Funny crying face, at I your routines, a... <laughs> mate. I really have. Um, tell me about your writing process and where you get your ideas from. Well, again, as I say, it just sort of varies from yeah. sort of bit to bit, really. You know, sometimes something will happen uh, and, you know, for example, <clears throat> um, yeah, just so I got a, a routine about getting free parking tickets and it may actually happen and you, you just sort of straight away just go like, oh, I don't know how this is but this will end up being a routine some things just happen and you go like i just know that this will end up being stand-up um <laughs> and then some bits take a lot of a lot of work to get right. them to the point where you know i've had bits that have taken years to get them to the point where i'm happy i've had bits that i've stopped doing i've had you know routines that i've written for edinburgh and then you know i've kind of got to the end of edinburgh and thought well i'm never doing that again then someone has mentioned it a couple of years down the line Haley ellis brilliant comic yeah um, and friend of mine said oh, i used to love that take me out bit it was a bit that i'd had in a uh, edinburgh show classic i'd completely forgotten about it i was like oh yeah i forgot about that bit i might try that tonight so i did it and then and then it was from that point i kind of built it and built it and built it and someone might give you a line you know a comic might go that that would be funny go, oh, that's yeah, good yeah. not always sometimes people will give you a line and you're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> but, uh, you know often sort of comics will give you uh, like that um uh the parking ticket bit that, yeah. that it was just me moaning about getting free parking tickets which was getting laughs it was to a point and then uh, Brian Lacey, I don't even know if he does comedy anymore. He's sort of involved with the UFC. I don't know if you ever saw Brian Lacey. He was great. I've heard of him, of, yeah. used to do sort of songs about kind of stuff that happened in the gig. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, but he texts me after, after a gig where I've been doing an early sort of uh, draft of that routine. And he said, oh, I've thought of an ending for that bit. And I was thinking, oh, God, here we go. So <laughs> I phoned him the next day thinking, what's this going to be? And then he said it and I was like, and it, it was yeah straight as soon as he said it i was like oh mate thank you it was so obvious and i was gutted that i hadn't thought of yeah, it but, yeah. um, um so yes to answer your question the short answer it varies from bit to bit really some some things come come fairly fully formed other bits take a little bit more work um quite often i'll sort of sit down if i'm writing an edinburgh show i'll be sat down at the computer sort of thinking about stuff yeah and then when I'm out walking around, it will kind of occur. Like, ah, that 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 will work, oh, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. and I think I've heard a few people saying the same thing that, you know, you kind of sit at your laptop and then the work sort of takes place when you're kind of going about your business later on in the day. The ideas, your subconscious, starts kicking in and yeah. throwing out sort of uh, bits to you. But well, yeah, your your turn me out routine is absolutely priceless. I have to say. Thank it, you. It's it probably really the longest is. bit I've ever had. It was hysterical when I first, first time I heard it. Um, yeah. You've supported, amongst others, Sean Locke and Kevin Bridges on tour. Describe yeah. these experiences for me. What was well, it like supporting them? Um, absolutely incredible yeah. uh, on both counts. Two of my favourite comedians. Um, just uh, a real honour and a privilege to get to sort of, you know, what... what on every level you know i was playing in rooms that i would uh, you know the likes of which i've never played in before both different you know kevin's was more sort of arenas so yeah playing arenas it was like thousands or something. Yeah, incredible. daunting it was yeah it was pretty hairy the first yeah. one definitely and um but yeah that was a, a great experience 
um, obviously with Sean's it was more kind of the, the kind of bigger theatres yeah but you know I would watch them both every night it was a, a real I definitely felt like at the end of both of those tours when I went back out into the clubs I was much better for it brilliant yeah was a, you know um, just you know they're both very generous and would watch me and would give me sort of tips and sort That's of you thought about this bit and um certainly kind of like the performance side of things in those bigger rooms you know they would both say oh just stuff like to be mindful of you've got a bit more time than you think you have yeah it's like you know on nights where i was rushed it's like oh don't you know take your time just and um just watching how they would change little bits no bits never was one two shows if that's the right it were two one shows the same with those two yeah 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 something would always be different and it was just kind of they were constantly searching and trying to improve and you know changing orders and sort of changing where bits came and just constantly trying to sort of just constantly working it was never finished and it was uh it was they I mean, just two of the best comedians. Yeah, yeah, in the well, country. they are. And, uh, and you know. again, it's more experience for you. You know, it's the more just you do. Ah, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was like, it was like, it was like getting to train with the England team. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and that's not an exaggeration. That is the level you are, you are operating at uh, or you're performing with. And yeah. The, the absolute peak, the, the of, peak uh, of, of the game. Yeah. Um, you mentioned before about getting nervous on stage mm. do you still get nerves to this day and how I, do you cope with them if you do i've had a real problem over the years with um you know nerves when there is someone in to watch me that could give me an opportunity that is something that i still you know i've had gigs where i've known someone is there to watch me for a possible tv gig or something and right. I, I, I just I, I freeze up and then you know it, it, quite often the next night i'll be in the middle of nowhere to in a gig that, that where it matters not you know not a jot and i'll end up doing really well there and be like why didn't i do that last yeah, night yeah, but yeah. frustrating but you it know, is frustrating you're again you're learning as you're going along and you won't yes. make the same mistake again hopefully. i hope so yeah. yeah i mean i sort of used to get really nervous before gigs i used to get sick i retch quite a lot and have those sort of physical responses i still do get nervous like you know but not 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 like that you know i, I can uh you know, I can be mid-conversation at the backstage at the comedy store, for example, and my yeah. name will get called and I'll walk on. I don't, you know, but uh, I I pace a lot before before a gig. Um, but no, I don't get nervous really on a, on a you know, normal no. gig like I used to. But, um, I mean, that's the reason why I write this blog. Yeah. I, I, I regard you all as heroes because you have to go out there and entertain an audience. And it's the it can be the toughest thing in the world especially if you get a very difficult audience yeah but you're very good at running out there and going right you're mine i'm gonna make you laugh before you leave and every time i've seen you you've done it thank you um yeah i think well i don't know it feels like it feels like it's been so long since i've done it i can't really, I can't really remember but yeah i'll take your word for it and thank you yeah very no much. it's but true yeah. it's true i mean i think i'm quite as i say you know i am quite person personable and i you know i do like chatting to people it yeah. annoys 
you know, my wife and friends of mine take, take the mickey. Like, I'm always trying to crack jokes when I'm out in, you know, w with waiting staff or in a shop or but whatever, that, you know. But that's that, great I'm, as well because you've got the audience banter as well, you see. Yeah, and I like that, you know. Yeah. I, I think Edinburgh's taught me, you know, when you turn up on a wet Wednesday in Edinburgh and there's sort of 15 people in and um, they're not kind of perhaps as responsive. You could tell quite early on in Edinburgh sometimes. You walk out, you're like, hey, please give a round of applause to Paul McCaffrey. And it's just like, <laughs> so, you know, you, you kind of learn that maybe it's not going to be an easy gig that night and that you might not, be, you know, be able. There are two schools of thoughts for that. Some people would just go out and do the show. Yeah. I'd probably be more inclined to sort of have a bit of a chat and just try and sort of put a little bit of something into the room myself. But that's just, you know, um, that's just the way I kind of, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a coward. I just find it easy. <laughs> I just find it easier to sort of, uh, sometimes just give, give, give the audience a little bit of a kind of metaphorical sort of, of nudge in the right direction by just like, Oh, hello mate. You know, who, yeah, who, yeah, who, yeah. whatever. And, and then sort of just sort of, uh, well, you're getting stuff. them on your side as well. So, so you can then say what you like. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I forgot what the original question was. It was, um, uh, do you get nervous like I am now? <laughs> oh, right. yeah, no, no, no. yeah, so, so, no, to cut, the short answer is, is not, not really. No. But, um, you know, um, and obviously, well, obviously when I was doing those big rooms with Kevin and, you know, and obviously yeah. with Sean, and, and again, you know, certainly early on when I was performing in front of those guys, you want them to think you're good and, um, that was that's a different level of nerves, I Yeah, yeah, we, I can we, imagine. When, you know, we did Glasgow and we're doing the arena there. And it's twelve, it's twelve thousand people. Wow, that's amazing. It's, it's absolutely. Was that was that? Um, and if you stop and think about that for too long, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's, sometimes it's a bit like you know when something sort of uh, traumatic happens and then you, 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 you the sort of adrenaline gets you through and then you think afterwards, yeah. God, that could have been really nasty. Uh, yeah, yeah. But when you have a near miss in a car, it's almost a bit like. When we did Bel uh, not Belfast, when we did Dublin with Kevin, we did the arena there, and so we did five nights, and then the night after we were there, you two were on. Wow! <laughs> and they moved into the arena, and we had a day off, so we went and watched you two in the arena the night after we'd been on there. And I was thinking, God, I'm glad I'm watching this after I've been up there and not before, because you don't want to be watching you like the biggest rock band in the world and think I've got to get out there tomorrow. <laughs> brilliant but yeah so sometimes and there are sometimes when you turn up to a club and I'll watch an act and then I'll look around and I go god I've got to get up there and, and you know I'll just have a moment of clarity where I think how on earth have I got to the point where this is what I've signed up to do five nights a week you know and obviously there are nights when you're just not, I mean, there are nights when I don't want to talk to anyone, let alone 250 <laughs> people in Birmingham, you know, you just, that, that's just nature, isn't it? We just go, oh, God, I'm not, not in the mood. It, rem but... it, remind, it reminds me of the story, I, w I was at the Edinburgh Fringe one year and there was, there was um, I was with a friend of mine who was a, a review, he had to review the comedian mm. and we were in a tiny room, there was three people in the room, there was me, my mate and a drunk Scotsman in the front row. And the right. comedian bandied on and he went, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 
Oh, that's all right. There's only three of you. That's all right. Mm. Let me buy you a drink for coming along, and thank you so much, and all the rest of it. And the bloke in the front row went, "No, I've paid me six pound. I want the hour." And he had to, he had to complete the show. Oh no! <laughs> so the show must go on, you know. So um, yeah, I, mean, Paul, I, I think I've definitely got to the point now. I, 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 I think the days for me of doing single figure Edinburgh shows are. I, I, I just, oh, of course, you know, of course, like it, course. Not, yeah. not, 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 not saying you know. Certainly midweek in Edinburgh, I, I, I'm not paying to a huge amount of people, but I think now I, I, I'd they go. You've sold eight. I'll be like, oh, I'm not doing. Sorry, just give a refund. I'm not. I think. No, 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 um, which was 2012, which was probably my favourite Edinburgh show, I think. It was called Pills, Thrills and Belly Laughs. Yeah. And it was about me and a couple of friends going to a festival kind of uh, 20 years after we'd been to one before. It was the kind of loose sort of thread of the uh, thing. And it was all about festivals and it was stuff I was interested in. And it had a beginning, it had an ending. And it, it was... It, it was probably the most complete show that I'd written, even on a quiet night. The ending sort of tied everything up in a way. It was just kind of what it was. Is I drew parallels between um, the end of Point Break and me going to see the Stone Roses reunion. <laughs> so it was kind of like I I acted out the end of Point Break, where uh, what's his Keanu Reeves character yeah. finds um, Patrick Swayze's character at that fifty-year wave, doesn't he? And he sort of lets him go. You know, he, he ain't coming back or whatever. So I sort of talked about that, and then I had this whole thing, which was me going to the Stone Roses. I was going, if that was the end of my film, um, they, that's where they'd find me. And, it was like, it was that. and I had all. And so even even on a night where I basically died on my ass for fifty minutes, the ending was sort of like good enough that people would go, oh, so I all tried to, you know. And I think it's, 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 it's incredible how the value of that in Edinburgh, yeah. you don't realise how useful it is. And actually, the, the, the last one I did, which you can see, Lemon, Lemon it ended yeah. with a video, yeah. which also had callbacks in it. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, it really does get you through those nights where you go like, oh, then they might not be giving me the laughs that I want, but at least... When it all comes to full, when it all comes sort of full circle at the end, they're not going to feel like they've wasted their time. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yes. Um, Brilliant. So, but yes, sorry, my point is, God, I'm waffling tonight. You're all right, like, mate. No um, worries. Um, I, uh, you know, that year in Edinburgh, it was the year of the Olympics. I think ticket sales were down anyway. Yeah. I had, it was only my second one. You know, no one knew, not that I'm saying anyone knows who I am now, but, you know, so I was completely unknown then. You know, I've certainly been going to Edinburgh enough now where I do I do all right. You know, I made money for the first time this year, and so that's, that's great, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, but, like, there was three nights in a row where I had eight in there, and on the third <laughs> night, I was just to, to my then agent, I was like... I want to go home. Oh, just, you know, mate. I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, you know, I've written no. this show, and I'm really proud of it. And it's just, and it got a really nice review of Chortle on the first day. Brilliant. Was the only, you know, Chortle came in and it got. I was like, brilliant. We're off. You know, this is like everyone does in Edinburgh, unless you are one of the people that it does happen for. We got to go right. This could be the year. You know, I'm I'm out, and I, and I really felt like I had a good show. And then 
you know, when the, you just, it's just so disheartening. It, it's, I, it's, I've no doubt it must be awful because you've spent so much time working on it. You think it's good and it is good, but you've only got the num small number of people in there who, who appreciate it, you know. Or, not, or not, you know, as the case may be. Exactly, and there's just, you know, there's, there's with, with the greatest will in the world, and, you know, that week, I could still remember it well, um, because I, it was I, it, I, it was a year where I wasn't drinking, so I kind of, like, have a clear memory of it. Yeah. And I could just remember, sort of, being so excited, and, you know, I'd never find out how many I had in. And, and then the first night I went out, and there was only eight in, and it was fun, to be honest yeah. with you. I kind of had this big entrance, I had a smoke machine, I was coming out to this, it was an Andrew Weatherall remix of Come Home by James, yeah, yeah, Strode brilliant. Light, and I came out with a tambourine. It was kind of like this. So actually, it kind of worked quite well when there wasn't many people in. I'm like, well, that was a bit over the top for eight people. <laughs> and it was kind of, you know, you don't mind one night when there's eight people there, you're sort of having a bit of a laugh and a yeah, joke yeah, about yeah, how yeah. few there was in. And then the second night, you're like, okay, and then by the third night, you're like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> what is, is this just going to be a month-long exercise in making it feel you know like it's not awkward for everyone myself included when there's eight <laughs> people in the room you just like oh, i don't this isn't what i've signed up for no um and so um yeah i've got again sorry i've completely forgot what the point no was, no yeah. no it's just it's just um well it, we were talking about getting nervous being nervous on stage and and i'm moving on to um yeah whatever the magic ingredient is for being a great comedian. I think you've got it. I genuinely mean that, mate. Um, Thank you. How do you remember all your routines? Do you have a way of remembering them? Do you write them down? Do you practice yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, I will have a sort of, you know, uh, like if I'm writing an Edinburgh show, for example, I will kind of go on stage at previews with kind of quite detailed set lists. So it'll be a set list that will kind of have it won't be a, a script exactly, but it will be halfway between a set list and a script. Right. So a very detailed set list. So every, and, and then what I would look to do is just to sort of get that less and less detailed as time goes on to the point where um, even initially, and this is something that I, I learned at drama school from someone um, where they would remember their lines when they were learning lines. What they'd look to do is get to the point um, like a week or so before the show would go up where they'd have their lines but it would just be the first letter of each word right so you kind of it's like a that's like an exercise memory where you're prompting yourself yeah yeah and so you know i would have a set list i mean i have to say actually in edinburgh nowadays i'm a I, i'm not opposed to having a, a, a set list somewhere on stage just as a safety blanket because it doesn't happen no. but like i think if i you know what, what's the point in not having that there if, if i did dry one night and then you know well i find it i find it absolutely staggering uh how comedians remember the routines and the jokes i mean i mean the the classic one that comes to mind is ken dodd he's on stage for about mm. six hours remembering all these gags as he goes yeah. along um, I once well, saw I once saw Ken Dodd in crew and I got into an argument with him. It was hilarious. <laughs> he came on and he and he said uh, uh, he was doing a routine about newspapers, 
and he said, uh, "What's the um, what's the newspaper in Crew called?" And there was two old women behind me, and they yelled at the Elder Chronicle. And I turned around and went, "No, no, no! It's not the Chronicle. It's the Mail." And I argued with them for about five minutes, and then he looked at me and he said where are you from sir i said carlisle he said oh well you won't know what the newspaper is in crew i'll see you on sunday that's where i'm playing next <laughs> oh no way and at the end <laughs> of it he just needed someone in the audience to chat to and he, he gave us a thumbs up he, oh, was, amazing. he was but he I'd was extraordinary at remembering it all and and it got me into thinking you know with all the comedians i've seen how you remember it all is just well, amazing it, the thing is, it's like, you know, to go back, obviously, we were sort of talking about acting earlier on. And, yeah. you know, the, that, the discipline of that is, again, I, I just find it extraordinary because, you know, you're not only having to learn your lines, you're having to learn everyone else's lines, you're having to learn your cues, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a, like, and it's also when you get given a part in a play, the play is already written, right? So when I write an Edinburgh show or a routine, I'm starting from scratch and I'm building it from the ground up. So, you know it kind of i've got a lot more time and i'm thinking about it a lot more than i would be if you you, you, you know in my experience certainly at drama school when we did plays we'd have a two-week rehearsal period yeah, you get given yeah. the part you get given the play it's a, that really is just a memory exercise on top of obviously you having to remember what what you what you're doing in each scene what you want who your character is and all the rest of it whereas with the stand-up you know i kind of will have an idea for a routine i'll try it out at a new material night probably a short version of it you know um like for example in my last edinburgh show i had a huawei phone they were talking about people spying on on <laughs> on, on people who had these huawei phones that was a thing they were saying oh, who's gonna be spying on me what do you want to know? <laughs> so, so i might just throw that out initially and then if that gets a laugh like the the the, the idea of what it is i'm gonna i'll go right that's worth sort of working on yeah and then i'll sort of like add a bit to it and then i might take bits away and you know but i'm kind of constantly doing new material nights when i'm running up to an edinburgh show so you know by the time i sort of go to edinburgh i might have done a bit 40 or 50 times you know right so yeah so you so it's so you know whether or not it's going to work well also it's just the muscle memory of saying yeah, it yeah. over and over again you know yeah. but it like uh, you know when 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 only speaking for myself here but when i go to edinburgh initially on the first couple of days i'm worried about just remembering it all you go like oh god i'm gonna remember a whole hour and then by the end of it you're sick to death of sort of saying, you know, <laughs> quite quickly it is and it is you know and you have thought, to run on as well being able to time. remember exactly well exactly yeah. there's all of that but then yeah. there's you know the thought of remembering an hour when i first sort of started out, like, i'll never i'll never be able to do that and i've kind of <laughs> yeah um, let's let's talk more about edinburgh what was your first edinburgh fringe like what what year was it well i went just when i sort of first started doing um comedy you know, when i started doing the course my friend got married in edinburgh right um and so i went up a couple of days early and sort of thought oh, i'll go and check out some shows i've never been to the edinburgh festival before i would just it blew, it blew, blew oh, my mind the first yeah. time i saw it just incredible um and um i think it's quite nice that we've had this sort of forced break from it because i hope that i will sort of go back there with that kind of renewed excitement yeah yeah i don't know, when, I don't know whether it will happen this year i certainly don't think i'll go because mm. you know, i'm um, the same i'm like 
I've sort of like written this year off, so yeah, you know, I hopefully think, we'll have a great twenty twenty two. Yes, I think the feeling is that it will happen in some shape or form this year. Yeah, but, but, it might be all on. online. Yeah, I, yeah. Who knows? But Lester anyway, did I did it. Leicester did it quite yes, well. Yes, Leicester. Yeah. Yes, um, and so you know, I went to see a couple of uh, mixed bill shows. I went to see sort of uh, what did I go and see when I was up there that year? I saw like a, a show in that upside down cow with Jason Manford hosting. Yeah, 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 brilliant. Uh, yeah, just, it was just amazing. And then so I went back the next year and did like a couple of. Did I go back? What year did I, I did? Uh, two thousand and eight. I went up with two of the people that I'd done the course with. Right. Um, and we sort of split an hour between the three of us on the free fringe just for like a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I did Big Value, which is obviously like it's a mixed bill show that you get invited to do or you audition for where you go up. And that's, that's sort of what gets, well, that's what got me to the point where I had a 20 minute set like I could go and do in a club. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and so that was that was really good. Then I did Triple A the year after and then I did my first solo show in 2011, which was called saying something stupid so i'd kind of already i kind of knew what edinburgh was about by that point but i wish i i, I do i do wish i'd waited to do my first solo show i will say right, that i kind right. of feel Why like is that? i just feel like i could have done a much better job of it right. uh, if i'd have just left it a couple of years it just i kind of just hash something together i wish my second show had been my first show what was your second show second show was the one that i was saying about pills thrills and belly oh yes and that yeah, was kind yeah. of you know um, I really wish I, I, I kind of had it the other way for a lot of people a lot of people say that they found their second show I think maybe I just didn't work hard enough on my first show and I actually did work harder on my second show yeah um, um, so I yeah but other than that yeah it's, it's, it is it is an incredible experience I've, I've been very lucky to go my first one was 2005 yeah. and I go for a week in mid-August and I see about 50 shows and wow. you, I just can't get enough of it and and the first time I saw you do your solo show I have a wonderful photograph of, of um, bumping into you outside the laughing horse at the counting house where you oh, were yeah. flyering and I've never seen anyone look so happy that I was there. Oh and man, it, uh, that is, that is, that's the one night of the run that I look forward to. <laughs> you're, you're very kind. No, was, the, the show was Suburban Legend yeah. and I thought this is just amazing. It was just laugh, 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 laugh. We saw that and then we saw um, Lemon, as you mentioned before, the yes. Belly. And yeah. again, just wonderful, wonderful to watch. Um, uh, you, you've appeared on radio and television, mm. most notably on Live at the Apollo, where you did an excellent set. Oh, thank uh, you. Tell me about the differences of appearing on TV to live stand-up. Well, I think there's definitely a kind of... I've, 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 I've not done much of it. I think I've been on three stand-up shows. So I did Stand-Up Central, Russell Howard's Good News and uh, Live in Apollo. Right. I think there's definitely a skill to it. Um, you know, uh, I, I just sort of did it a gig. I was very lucky when I did Live in Apollo that I'd done The Room. Uh, I think it was the 10th time that I performed there because I'd done it with Sean Locke and, and Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah supporting them on their tour. So I kind of was used to The Room. But I think, you know, it's less about the gig and more about kind of like it's interesting i think you could probably do really well at a 
stand-up gig that's being filmed for TV and someone could do not as well, but the person that did not as well would, would translate better on television. I, I see, I, I yeah. Think, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I can't it, quite... It's interesting. On what it is, but... Because when I... When I see stand-up comedians live, um, uh, they seem to be—they seem to be a bit restricted when I see them on TV. I don't know whether that's their own series or what, but but it's interesting because I don't know—I don't know whether there are any restrictions on television. Do they? Do they? Yeah, let you say I mean, they're like? sort of. No, no. Well, I mean, no. everything every sort of would be sort of checked before you do it. Like, yeah. They tend to sort of, you know, the producer will come and watch you at a gig. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You would do the set that you're going to do, and they tell I you, well, you know, fact check stuff, or yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. You can't say that; that's libelous, or you can't, you know, obviously yeah, swearing yeah, isn't yeah. swearing. Yeah. For something like BBC, you know, BBC is is a big thing. So I've yeah. kind of, um, yeah. Uh, but um, beyond that, you know, I you think can you can do what you like um, yeah what's your ambition as a comedian would would you like to be on television more would you like uh, yes. your own quiz show would you like your own well, i don't think i'm on my own quiz show yeah sit, sitcom is definitely sort yeah. of an ambition of mine um i'd like to do more stand-up on television definitely i would like a special on, on some platform yeah yeah, yeah deservedly so yeah thank you i feel like uh that's sort of um something that i would uh, like to get to eventually um i'd like to just keep you know i want to keep improving as a stand-up i feel like um yeah i yeah to, to, all of it really i'd like to do my own tours to yeah, sort of yeah. decent sort of sizes maybe small theaters um yes brilliant well i'm sure you will um we're all living in strange times it's been very weird um, how have you found online gigs as opposed to live stand-up? I've actually really enjoyed them. I have to say, yeah. sort of, it's a bit weird when they finish and you're just on your own in your house. I don't really like that aspect of it. Um, but um, you know, obviously, I've seen you at various ones over the, yeah. uh, over the sort of pandemic, and certainly people like James Gill of the amazing Always Be Comedy quite quickly figured out what makes a good online gig so that's always fun to do i'm very very From, privileged to be in the front row it's for fun it's, but it's, it's sort incredible. of it's, it's, it's a privilege to have you there you know it's it's, it's it's so good to have that feedback and i i think really they're pretty sort of they're, they're pretty much like actual gigs really yeah, nowadays yeah, you know yeah uh obviously it is a the form is different and, and there are certain things i've kind of learned that that work better for me like leaning right into the camera i find helps me right. um i don't know why um but i just find like the closer i get the, the kind of more i get out of it um but yeah no i've actually really enjoyed them i've done quite a few actually now and it's, well, it's great because um just the other week i saw you do your confident crow gig yes. that was fantastic oh, you thank yeah. absolutely made for it my friend you really oh, thank you. um but there are there there's not just always be comedy i go to um uh um the return of the crack jarlath yeah. regan's yeah one. i've done I that go, one that's I go great to sean one, yeah. james one happy mondays gig um, I haven't done that one. there are um that there are two or three that are really really good at yeah. um uh improve uh, um getting the online experience just right um the first time i went to them there was no audio in them 
and and of course with my laugh i was just sitting there laughing in silence at four walls yes. and i thought yeah, oh, well it's just nice that people are away. you know it's great that, that, that people are able to come together in that way yeah, and have yeah. that sort of collective experience certainly you know i was running open air gigs during the lockdown yeah. last sort of summer J july through sort of october and the, the 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 appetite for people to come together and have that sort of experience uh, it's gonna i think it's gonna be amazing when it does open oh it is up. when it comes back it'll be amazing it'll be i mean i mean i do really miss live stand-up i oh, miss God, i miss having a few beers and then really belly laughing at a comedy yeah. gig somewhere like headliners or soho theater or yeah the ball the uh, bedford at ballam you know there, there, there are yeah. so many good venues um, who are your favourite comedians, past and present? Okay, well, I mean, I really like. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Kevin and Sh mm. Sean Lot. You know, they're sort of two of my absolute favourites. Um, I always really liked a lot of the kind of more mainstream guys. Really, Peter Kay, I, I absolutely loved. Oh, um, just fantastic. Yeah brilliant those sort of first those first few dvds um, I, was, I was very lucky to see him on a bill of five acts in manchester well before he was famous and he, he was fourth on stage and i laughed so hard at him i missed the fifth act and i said to my sorry, mate I, I, I said to my mate he's going to be a superstar and it, just watching him develop has been incredible yeah he's such no. a funny man I like a lot of those sort of, you know, the people that are sort of nat nat naturally funny, but yeah. like, um, I really like Don Rickles. Actually. Yeah, he's I brilliant. Think, yeah, he's like, <laughs> that's that's, like, that's a that's a great shout. <laughs> yeah, he's someone that I sort of periodically will kind of like. Oh, I might watch some Don Rickles roast, you know, like roast roasting Frank Sinatra or he's Ronald Reagan or whoever. It yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Superb. Um, um, carry on, on. yeah. But I just, uh, you know, there's quite a lot of the American sort of people that I like. You know, uh, Chris Rock, I think, is, is phenomenal. Uh, there's a guy called Sebastian Maniscalco that I, uh, I've been over to um, America a few times. Uh, I've not done comedy over there, but that's something that I certainly would like to do at some point. But I've, every time I've been, I've been to New York a few times, and every time I've been, we've watched comedy there. We've been to the Comedy Cellar, and then we went to LA and we went to the uh, LA store. And Brilliant on a tuesday night they have like 16 acts and i mean it's pretty much every act that comes on you go like oh, i've seen him in a film it, it was just like <laughs> joe rogan david spade incredible and then this guy came on called sebastian maniscalco who i'd never heard of um i think david spade brought him on it was like oh this you know blah, blah blah like they all do you know they're all going this guy's a friend of mine he's a great comedian they sort of top and tail it so they don't have an mc like the last act brings on the next act so this guy came on sebastian maniscalco and he was just he, w he was just doing a routine about the homeless in LA. I don't know if you've been there, but like they're all living in tents. It's, it's you know, it's crazy out there. Right. There's just tents everywhere. He was just doing this routine about how kind of like well equipped some of these homeless people are. He's going, they've got like coffee machines. He's sort of acting out <laughs> there, walking around with a cappuccino. He's got mopeds. He's got like, they've got better Wi Fi than I have. But it was just so well executed. It was just such a funny thing. I'd never seen this guy. And I was saying, so I was with my wife. I was like, this guy's going to be huge. And then I went back that night and Googled him. Like, oh, and, and the following weekend, he was doing five sold out nights at Madison Square Garden. Wow. I was like, all right, okay. Wow. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And yeah, so he's, he's big. He was in the Irishman. Yeah, he's in yeah. the Green Book. Um, but he's, he, I, I really like him. He really kind of appeals to my sort of sense of humor. Again, it's that kind of like, all of his shows are called stuff like 
what's wrong with these people and aren't you embarrassed? And it's all very much like, like aren't you embarrassed? It sort of talks about people turning up in shorts to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> It's really, I really like him. Yeah, brilliant. He's probably my current favourite, actually. Brilliant. The reason, the reason why I asked the question is that in my blog there's a section called the ones that got away. All oh, right. Uh, yeah. um, I've I've written twenty five of them, who mm. I would have loved to have seen, and they've either passed on or I just haven't had a chance to see. Okay. And, and you're right about um, people like Peter Kay or Eric Morkum or Tommy Cooper, mm. um, who there's something more there that 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 just makes you laugh without yeah. them doing anything we were we were very very fortunate to see tommy cooper and les dawson in the same year les dawson i absolutely love oh, and um when we saw tommy cooper the curtains opened and there was nothing on stage but a bed and he's lying on it and right. after about, and one woman in the crowd is laughing and it trickles round so everybody's crying with laughter and after about five minutes he just pops his head up and he goes what what has somebody come on <laughs> <laughs> amazing was Where was that? <laughs> and and so to have seen that in the 70s that's where the love of it came from but but i would mm. have loved to have seen morecambe and wise they're the reason why i do the blog i just found really? eric morecambe was just hilarious yeah, I was kind of like, obviously, usually I'm out working on Saturday night. Yeah. But the last couple of weeks we've been watching um, Antidec, who I, d I, think, I think they're brilliant. I don't they're know very good at what they do. Yeah. There's no Absolutely, doubt. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, uh, um, particularly Deck, actually. I think he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Got, he's got that sort of warmth and he's, yeah, I, 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 I think they're brilliant. But yeah. they started having a musical guest at the end where they're kind of mucking around while the while the musical act is doing their song straight and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's, that's kind of more common. Right? Yeah, you yeah, can see them nicking ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like me, do you go to a lot of comedy gigs as a member of the audience? Not really, no. I'll kind of go and see, I went to see Bill Burr at the Albert Hall, I went to see Chris Rock at Wembley. Um, I kind of, normally I'm working so much that I don't, I don't think if You're I all comedy doubts. If, if I announced <laughs> I was going out to watch a comedian, I don't think, I don't think that would get green lit. Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're on a comedy bill, do you stay and watch the rest yeah, yeah. of the comedians? I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll always watch. Yeah. I always watch comics. Yeah. And I always have done. It amazes me actually when new acts don't stick around and watch the headliners. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, exactly, yeah. Because again, because when I first started doing it, I found it. I was like, "God, this is amazing!" Get to watch the show as well. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I don't yeah. know why anyone wouldn't do that. But no. Um, just before we go, is there anything think... else you'd like to say? Uh, where can people find you on social media? Have you got any <laughs> online gigs coming up or any podcasts? Uh, well, I do a podcast with Sean Walsh called "What's Upset You Now," yeah. um, and we. Uh, when is this? When does this go out? It'll be um, the end of May end of may so that is we've got we i started to we've started to do that with guests we've got some amazing guests jack d uh wow. Rob beckett uh kind of so that uh you can listen to on all the usual platforms yeah uh, and um i don't know hopefully by the time you hear this i'll be back in my natural habitat which is a comedy club you do a you do a podcast with George Lewis as well. Oh yes, the Brit podcast. Yeah, I don't know yeah. whether the new series of that, but that that's all there to listen to. Yeah, where we interview people from uh, the nineties music scene. We've had some amazing guests on that as well. Peter Hook, uh, Clint wow. Boone. Yeah. 
um, Rowetta from the Happy Mondays, yeah. Bez. Talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've so listened to a few. They're brilliant. They really are. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah. So there's a uh, yeah in Instagram. I've got stand up clips on there and hoping to add to that when we're back in the real world. Uh, but yeah. Well, my friend, it's been an absolute pleasure. I could talk to Likewise. you all night. Yeah, I really could. Um, and uh, I wish you every success, every future. Thank success. you so much. And uh, I can't wait to see you live again soon or I online. I can't wait to see you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for listening to a Rich Comic Live podcast. And I hope you've enjoyed the interview. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also watch the video interview on my YouTube channel. More comedians interviews will be added to both the podcast and my YouTube channel every weekend. Please go to www.arichcomiclife.blog to access the menu for all my blogs, the YouTube videos, the podcast and more. And please keep listening, watching and reading about my experiences of watching stand-up comedy. Thanks again and best wishes, Richard Gill.